0: Whether I'm turkey hunting, scouting, or glassing for game, I never go into the woods without my Vortex Optics. With their VIP warranty, I can go with confidence because they'll replace any glass damaged in the woods. I dropped my binoculars out of the deer stand last fall, and Vortex got me fixed up and back in the tree in no time. Vortex makes the highest quality and affordable rangefinders, binoculars, and scopes on the market. Y'all check them out at vortexoptics.com.
1: It was the end of the season, and that thing had laid there and it had gotten it was one of the giants. It just laid there and got bigger and bigger, bigger, and everything was just perfect. And I was like, it was laid over, you know. But I'm like, holy
2: crap! Holy crap.
3: You're listening to the Ozark Podcast. We sit down with men and women from the Ozarks that have a passion for the outdoors. Our aim is to listen learn and pass along their knowledge and experiences to help you become a better outdoorsman. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Ozark podcast. You've got Kyle Veet on the mic as always.
0: And as always, I am joined by Kyle Plunkett. How are you? I'm doing great. I've got morel mushrooms on the brain. Yes, sir. After this episode. Yes. It was a lot of fun. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the mushroom queen herself was potentially our most fun and interesting interview that we we have done yet. By far the most
3: entertaining for me.
0: I would agree. There was multiple times where I was like just belly laughing and
3: uncontrollably. And some of that may or may not make it into the episode some of it probably
0: shouldn't <laughs> some of it probably won't but, but that's okay
3: we got to hang out with melissa jean the mushroom queen out of mcdonald county up in pineville missouri mm-hmm.
0: and we cover everything from where to look for them the types of trees they grow on her favorite type of gear that you may use to find the morel mushrooms and harvest them and make sure that they repopulate and all of that kind of stuff as well as cooking them and yeah tactics and tips and tricks and kind of all of it yeah i hope you guys enjoy the episode
1: Thanks for coming boys.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having us. We're excited to yeah. get to hang out with you and
1: excitable
3: and chat mushrooms and and your business and everything that that Woo-hoo. we want to want to cover tonight.
1: I know it's that season now. They're popping yesterday. My friend found one today. He found four.
3: And that's the first first of the season, right? First of the
1: season. On the Missouri Mushroom Morel Mushroom page. All right. Check it out. Justin Anders Shout out to him. Shout out Justin. He hit me up in my messenger yesterday. I was too busy building my empire to stomp check. Yeah. Now I sent it on to Brian. He's like, it's already all over the internet, Melissa. You're too late. And I'm like, damn it. But I'm so proud of him. I'm like, I, I'm like told him today. I'm like, it's so badass that you can do that, dude. <laughs> today he's like, I left this one to grow. And then a five minutes later he messaged me. He says, I found four more. That's no awesome. telling he's probably messaged me again.
3: That's awesome. First, I wanted to just give a shout out to actually one of our listeners. Um, Brandon Baltz he gave us the idea to oh thanks Brandon to interview someone who knows how to find Morels and we did a little bit of research we actually found you through um, something that I think Arkansas Democrat Gazette did Flip Flip f- well we saw the video that you and Flip made of finding Morels and preparing them and all that and then we saw the article too and so that's how we found there's you there's
1: several videos and there's several articles I don't have a big head I'm not conceited no but These you are the mushroom just queen. These come to me. The universe sends people in my life, and I roll with it. I like it. Flip's giving me a lot of publicity, though. Yeah. Shout out to Flip for loving me. Thank you, Flip. That's the
3: reason we found you. And and thanks to Brandon for suggesting morels. So that's what we're doing here today. Um, we want to talk to you about that. So tell me a little bit how you got into morel hunting. How long have you been doing it? Kind of what's your what's your background? How did you become the mushroom queen?
1: My grandma, she used to take me... I have vivid memories in my mind of the great times that we had, Hmm. and that big mushroom I showed you boys that I found Mm -hmm. back in 2016, Brian Mitchell and I, he took a friend out. His friend's picture is in there, too, and a girl had that little girl. She had a milk jug, you know, size, I don't know what it was that year, but. Those are just some big mushrooms. Yeah, ever since I've been a little girl, though, you know my daddy would take me yeah and uh my mom used to go she scared us thinks. she's afraid she'll have a heart attack if she goes these days <laughs> told her she could go right back here but she said no so
3: so tell us a little bit about your business up here and kind of how you're thinking about you know situating this place and the experience that you want to provide yes. to people and stuff like that okay
1: so um in 2014 when i was living in a house for a year and a half and my motorcycle got stolen mm. off my front porch i had a drz 400 sm supermoto and it broke my heart and i was like what am i gonna do with my life you know i'm living in this house and i don't have my own place and so i got my uh uh, settlement for my motorcycle i sold everything pretty much that i had put everything else in storage and bought a 17 foot travel trailer and went and lived at Indian creek campground for about nine months but after that, I moved to the Little Sugar Farm where I was property manager and got to live overlooking Little Sugar Creek. The people that I worked for got a little tiny cabin like mine, sold their house in Dallas. They had started a glamping business, a little sugar glamping and gathering, Janet hmm. and Paul Raichis, cool. Uh former employers of mine. And uh, they said, we want to get our little tiny cabin in place, so you got to go somewhere. Find someplace else to live, Melissa. You can still work for us, but you, you gotta live it. somewhere else. So I <laughs> had to leave the little sugar farmhouse.
3: That's a beautiful creek
1: down there. Oh, I grew up on little sugar creek. It's a beautiful little sugar, creek. big sugar elk river. You know, this is a blessing to have grown up here. So I was h- mushroom hunting, guys, <coughs> and I had hunted this property for years. Justin House, and he sold it to his dad, Bob House, Bobby. Hi, Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe gave me a lease-to-purchase option, rented this place for $500 a month next door, five acres. And uh, my friend Tony Ray, uh, Tony Ray, out of uh, Carthage, is an appraiser. And his uh, accountant said, hey, Melissa, or hey, Tony, you need to find somebody to invest uh, your money with and start another business so we started LSA Investments. We purchased this 5 acres first and then we purchased the 5 acres that my little tiny house was sitting on. But uh so I lucked into being able to rent to lease and uh now I got my own little honey hole 10 acres. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. And and for people who want to learn how to mushroom hunt, they can come stay up here with you, right?
1: Yes. $99 a night on Airbnb and uh, VRBO for the cabins. It includes uh, use of the hot tub. There are limited hours. Can't get in there for four hours at a time, but uh, got to be safe. Got to be safe. <laughs> uh, I've got two cabins. I'm going to have a house the end of March. Um, four bedroom, two bath house. It's a called it the Ridge Ranch house. Mm-hmm. This is the adventure center that you're in here. Yep. And then the little sugar shack up there, the original, tiny house. Yeah. And you've
3: so. and you've done a lot of work. I mean, we're sitting in here and you've refinished all the walls and you've put up some really like some nice stuff. It's
1: it's not refinished. You finished. I'm it. <laughs> the GC. Gotcha. I'm not only the managing partner for the Ridge Ranch LLC. But I developed an, uh, four RV spots out here. So I have an RV park with a dump station. Mm-hmm. have the two cabins, and then I'll have the house at the end of March. So I've got a little um, event venue area here for horseback riders, bicyclists, um, hikers, hunters in the fall and winter. But um, here next to the Huckleberry Ridge Conservation Area, which is a 2,100... 2100- uh, Six-acre natural area, Mm -hmm. and no motorized vehicles Mm -hmm. allowed. You have horseback riders that use it, hunters for turkey hunting, deer hunting, coyote killing, whatever you want to do out there. Yeah. It's a natural area. So, you know, they always say if you want a bunch of property, you either got to buy it or marry a girl whose daddy owns a bunch of property. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Or be like me, be that she-billy who buys property next to the huckleberry. Yeah. Right you know? next to the
3: public land. It looks great out here. I mean, really, it's like a it's a cozy little cabin. You can come stay out here. You can learn how to mushroom hunt, get some, get some time with you, and just kind of hear from you how you do it and how you approach it. Yeah. Um, but it's a cool spot you got out here.
1: I'm living the dream, boys. Oh. Living the dream. People say it, but... And I got a lot of people that are proud of me, that are my biggest cheerleaders, that keep me going. You know, I couldn't do it all on my own if I didn't have something to to, to live for. You know. Yeah. You know, I want to be in nature, and I wanna, I wanna have something to pass down to my kids one mm-hmm. day.
3: Yeah, in spending as much time as you have in the woods and just being being in the outdoors, has mushroom hunting just kind of always been? a part of your year, something you look forward to. Like, talk to me about what makes it... Kyle, it's
1: an addiction.
3: What what makes it an addiction for you? (laughs)
1: I told you, dude, once you get a taste of it, it's like an Easter egg hunt too for adults. They say that. Yeah. Between everybody posting that they're finding them on Facebook, Mm -hmm. social media, and the flavor that only comes around, you know, your area, your geographical area once a year... They are like gold. Is it something you think about
3: year round, just waiting oh for my a God. season to happen again?
1: Even all winter long, you'll drive around and you'll be like, oh, there's a church and there's a bunch of sycamores. Because, you know, you got to find places where you can go that, you know, like in Bella Vesta, a lot of people, I don't th- I think they will probably look those places, but mm-hmm. there's like <laughs> parking lots and golf courses and common areas. And uh, Bella Vesta gets picked out a lot, but mushrooms are everywhere. Yeah. My go-to is the sycamores, so I'll just, like, be scanning for sycamores all winter long where you can't see them during, you know, the spring and summer. Right. Because sycamores are where it's at. And you kind of just keep... Cedars, and a lot of people hunt with elms and ash and all that, but I'm strictly a sycamore girl. Um, This property we bought has a ton of sycamores on it. My neighbors all find mushrooms on their property. Okay. It's because this was developed and it was developed like 20 25 years ago and these ravines behind us you know just got pushed in and then everybody, everything grew up and the sycamores grow so fast so i always tell everybody you want some mushrooms you just buy you some property with a bunch of with a bunch of sycamores on it mm. you know i grew up here out on the huckleberry it's legal to hunt mushrooms on the huckleberry if you don't resell the mushrooms you pick you know, so there's opportunities in every public land area to hunt mushrooms. I mean, there I'm sure there's specific guidelines on different areas, but <clears throat> here in Missouri, Missouri Department of Conservation says you can hunt mushrooms. So, mm. you know, if you're on a public land, you see a whole bunch of sycamores, and you come back in the spring.
3: You know, you're you're in the right spot. Yeah. So, l- l- are there different kinds of mushrooms?
1: Yes, sir. Chanterelles. Channarells. Yeah. Oyster mushrooms. The channel's uh, are those the ones that Chicken of the Woods.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is that? Chicken of the Woods? Yeah. Chicken of the Woods is a mushroom.
3: That's all that's the name. You just
1: drive down, see a tree. Oh, there's a brand new chicken in the woods, but you gotta harvest them.
3: And these all and do they kind of grow in the same you remember of oysters or wild, or you just culture those? Do they kind of grow in the same spots? There's like- a
1: girl, Lauren Wardlaw. She is out of PAL. Okay. And Missouri. shout out to Lauren. She inoculates logs and teaches people how to grow your own mushrooms. Mm.
3: Can you, like, farm mushrooms? Like, how do they grow? Yeah,
1: you can farm them for yourself. But You know, and meat's expensive, you yeah, know? Mm-hmm. You know, like portobello steaks. Those are like, those are like, yeah. But, yeah, wild mushrooms in general, I wouldn't go out and just start picking them. Not just, oh, here's a book. But, you know, they got apps. You can do your app and and then research if your if your brain goes all the way to the top if your elevator goes all the way to the top you can do it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: I just haven't had the time. Yeah. Morels are my thing.
3: What what's the season? Like give me kind of like a, a start and end date of when when you can find Oz, like Ozark mushrooms.
1: Okay, yesterday this year was the first day in McDonald County, or Missouri, period that anybody has photo documented with a receipt something okay. with the date stamp. Yeah. That it, mushrooms are popping.
3: And yesterday, for people listening, as of this recording, yesterday was the 27th of February. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Now, I posted, shared a post, Justin Anders, same guy, found a mushroom February 14th, like in 2017, five years ago. Oh. Global warming very may well be a g- real thing. You so heard that's it. what we want to call it.
3: You heard you it know. here. You know. So they can be found as early as Valentine's Day.
1: They have been. But doubtful. But it's, That's what you're saying.
3: it's not super often. It needs to be warmer.
1: Well, if you're a hillbilly and you want to get out there and check your patch and you know that you found them out there that early, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Like he's he leaves them going just to show how much they'll grow. Hmm. You know, I mean, the ground, I think, has to be up 50.
3: 50 degrees. He's obviously
1: been there where all those rocks are. He says, it's so cool. I pull it up. He says something like, it's so cool and crazy that they come up out of the rocks like that, that the spores. Hmm. So you know the spores have blown and spread. And if I die during mushroom season, just plant me in the ground. I said because I swear to God, next year <laughs> there'll be mushrooms coming up out of my bones. It's <laughs> <That's
3: laughs> like the uh, the Last of Us, uh-huh. the HBO show. Have you heard of that or seen that at all uh-uh. on Netflix or HBO? Yeah. HBO. You've heard of cordyceps? No. You never heard of cordyceps? No. Tell me about the it. The Mushroom Queen. So cordyceps is. <laughs> a mushroom that attacks, it, it targets specific insects, and it takes over their body. And basically, it's called the zombie mushroom because it, it makes the insect, like, walk up a tree until it sprouts, and the spore takes over the body of the insect and it yeah. eats off of it. Until and it
1: grows more mushrooms later from that?
3: Yeah, exactly. And so the show is all about what if the cordyceps mushroom transported from the insect to a human? So they're mushroom zombie people <laughs> chasing Pedro Pascal. And I just blew your else mind. Around. I can tell. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the quarterceps. So okay, so I need to
1: watch more HBO. So you've never have HBO.
3: You've never found any quarterceps. i will take it.
1: Yeah, no, that's kind of scary. I've been have bad dreams now.
3: Next time you're chasing squirrels or plinking cans at the deer cabin, do it with the new Umarex Emerge. This 22 caliber brake barrel air rifle might just be the coolest small game rifle I've ever used. With no CO2 air canister and an innovative 12-round, multi-shot magazine, you're not fumbling around for a pellet when it's time to shoot. It's silent as a whisper with a grown man design, and it comes with a scope, so I was hitting pie plates at 100 yards straight out of the box. Did I mention Umarex is right here in Arkansas? Come on now, stop what you're doing, head on over to Umarex USA using our link in the show notes, and use the discount code BHA2023 for 25% off your next order. Now that's a deal.
4: Hello, Ozark podcast listeners. My name is Chris Hinkle, and I'm co-owner at True North Realty Group. Having sold over 20,000 acres in property across Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Kansas, proves I'm willing to go the extra mile to sell or help you purchase the right farm. Here at True North, the relationship goes well beyond the sale, and I consult with clients on a daily basis on how to improve their property. It truly makes a difference to have a land specialist that understands things like easements, timber values, access, and property layouts. We also have a team of agents dedicated to residential sales in Arkansas and Missouri. So whatever your real estate needs are, we have you covered here at True North Realty Group. You can reach me at 620-215-0033. Again, Chris Hinkle at 620-215-0033. Let me go to work for you. So, basically,
3: end of February, what does the season progress? First of May. I found Do they them get bigger the throughout the, snow. the year? Yes,
1: May 5th. They start out as little black-gray ones, and then they turn into the white-yellow ones, and then the giants, and then people think the season's over, and it's really not. Well, it depends on the weather, too. and the, Sure. Everything depends on the moisture and everything. Man, and then you're watching the weather, and then you're planning out when you're going to go hunt. You know, and you're looking at your calendar, and you're like, ah, and then you're getting up early, and but
3: so you can you can find them at the end of February. You go all the way through. You said May.
1: About the first of April, they start really coming on. Okay. They really start coming on in they April. They start changing
3: colors. Does, does the flavor? Yeah, of them a lot change? of people like
1: the little black. Well, you know, and I I find some black ones. I haven't seen anybody post any like them, but they're. They're the true black morels, Mm. and they're real pointy. Mm. They got little pointy caps, and they're thinner, and they don't last as long. The other ones you can keep, if you guys find some mushrooms, make sure that you're using mesh bags, like an onion bag or something. I have all my stuff in storage right now, but uh, my bags are from South America, and they're woven. Why do you use a mesh bag? So you can spread the spores. Some people say, I... I don't like to chastise people, but I'm like, you really know if you use a Walmart bag, you're probably going to, you know, jeopardize your patch for the future because, you know, that's a big part of it. If you're taking those mushrooms out of there, you know, because I'll find mushrooms on the path where I'm walking in my patch. Mm-hmm. i never found a mushroom there ever. And that's- but I think because I've... You know, I carry that bag on me around here.
0: Because it's a mesh bag, the spores are coming out as it's you're that back That's the important thing about
1: tapping them, too, I think. You don't know when they've popped, when the spores, but I think the wind and everything carries that. Yeah. But those Walmart bags are not good. They trap so, they trap the spores in the bag, Yeah, I would think. Cover your mushrooms up, people. I'm just going to give you a tip. Like, dude, people probably don't really know where my patches are because when I pick a mushroom, I take some leaves, I cover the stump up. That way at least people in Bella Vista If you're going to do that And you're going to go honey Cover it up That way people don't know Oh that's a fresh stump Or you know You could tell that's a rotted down stump mm-hmm. It'll take it a couple of weeks For that to deteriorate Really? Yeah So what is the argument Some people say No you need to cut them Some people say You need to pinch them Like, Just don't get the <laughs> dirt in there Everybody on the Facebook Always crack up Because people show Oh I found my first mushroom It's got the whole stump on it And the roots Oh you're not going to have mushrooms There without well, it That's not true Okay, I've seen them come out of bleach bottles and rocks and trees. The little bit of dirt in the crack of a tree, and here's a mushroom growing out of it. So,
3: you just know? because you take the root out and, and all that stuff doesn't mean that it's not going to grow back. It's more about the spores getting back to the ground.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you something else, people. Don't soak your mushrooms overnight. <laughs> Do you soak your mushrooms overnight that you get from the store? No. No. You barely rinse them off, and you pat them dry. You don't want a big, soggy mushroom. Soaks away all the flavor, you know. They don't get crispy. I like a crispy mushroom. I don't want no soggy mushroom. I'll tell you what I do do, too, boys. You like stuffed mushrooms from, like, a, Oh, yeah. Yeah, from the restaurant. Oh, yeah. When you spend a pretty dollar... You could take these mushrooms. You can chop them up and use them in the cream cheese and the green onions and the bacon bits and the garlic and all that. And then you put some butter and panko on the top and toast them up. Oh, my, come on. <laughs> that's why they're addictive. Come on now. Come on. Oh, my God. They're so good. You can get the big ones at the end of the season. And- <laughs> I love mushrooms.
3: Man, people. I want to have one now. I wish you had, like, do you, can you freeze them? Do you yeah. have any from, like, Last year that you kind of keep throughout the year and you, no, you pull them
1: out every now I'm and then? i rich. I don't have one of those vacuum-sealed things, but... And you want them
0: fresh, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: they say what well, you do, though if you want to do that, uh, take some wax paper. Okay. Just rinse them off, pat them dry. Like I said, don't soak them. You can rinse your mushrooms off, put some salt on them, soak them for 10 minutes, rinse them off, pat them dry, and then do whatever you want with them.
3: That's pretty much just to get the dirt off. Yeah.
1: But just do the same thing when you freeze them. Just put them on wax paper. Put them in the in the freezer. If you're she-belly, you don't buy wax paper. But <laughs> put them in the freezer, and then put them in a Ziploc and put some water in there. And you got water, like fish. Mm-hmm. When you oh, yeah. do that with fish, yeah, keep it from freezing, burning.
3: Yeah, that's smart. And then you just to take. I don't take
1: know them out. why I dry pat them dry though. If I did that, <laughs> oh, I know what people do. They pat them dry and then they bread them. And then they put them in the air seal and then they suck them in. Gotcha. You can take them and put them in water and do that and then thaw the water out and then you got your mushroom for the other
3: way. How would how would you do it if you...
1: I don't freeze my mushrooms. I eat them, <laughs> eat them, eat them. So you don't,
3: you don't save them for the rest oh, of the year.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm Melissa Jean, the mushroom queen. You, you need your own trouble. podcast for sure. I don't sure. need drugs. You need
3: your own podcast for sure.
1: Uh, most times I have people, I have a lot of people that let me hunt on their property mm-hmm. in exchange for their mushrooms, bought some of their mushrooms. I have people that don't even really care about their mushrooms. Yeah, I have realtors that let me hunt property that's for sale that people don't care about either. And, um, you know, you got your public lands. I don't sell mushrooms off public lands, so I'm not doing anything illegal. And uh, you can ask people, you know, can I hunt on your property? Don't be shy. If you find a good spot, ask people.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Make a list. I have a list of all my patches. Okay. And then I put down the date of when I went there and how many I found. And then I'll wait for the weather and watch it. And then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Sometimes I drive around like a crazy mad person. Say you're
3: someone who doesn't have spots. Like you've got spots that you go to that you know of patches. Uh-huh. You're brand new to it, right? You're trying to figure it out. How would you How would you approach it?
1: Go drive around and go to the churches, go to city parks, hmm. go to conservation areas. There was one out by Simsbury. I didn't even know it was a public hunting area.
2: Hmm.
1: And I was like out there walking around, you know, and... You know, you just, you got to, it just doesn't come naturally. You just got to. Got to work for it. Listen to my podcast. The
0: the Mushroom Queen. (laughs)
1: And I will tell you what you need to do. (laughs) Once you're
0: on the property, you're starting bottom of the haulers, south facing slope is what you said.
1: Well, it just depends.
0: Like in the beginning, it would be the
1: south and the west. And at the end of the season, it's the north and the east. They come on later. They warm up later.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, about this time of year, you're starting in the south. Yeah. Okay. And then... Yeah.
1: His are all south-facing, very steep, high elevation, lots of rocks. Once you hit a patch that you know that there's mushrooms,
3: how long will you wait until you go back?
1: If they have not came up yet, I wait about three days in between. it's, It's not that long. You could kind of space out your patches. and then depending on what the weather is going to do is how fast you pick your mushrooms. Like I have one. It's a mega patch. And it just, when it comes on, it comes on. And it'll keep on giving for about a week.
2: Hmm.
3: And then it's done after a week?
1: After about a week, it's usually done there. Really?
3: So these patches, you kind of, you got to really time them. Yeah. And it's about like being there consistently and checking them out.
1: Yes. Yes. And you want to be inconspicuous as much as possible. Just put some camo in a backpack on. If anybody talks to you like deaf and dumb, <laughs> <laughs> I'm turkeys, leave me alone. Just walk. I'm lost. Yeah.
3: I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing out here.
1: Yeah. I have a camo backpack and I put my my mash bags in there and I have my water bottles and I have my phone charged up and I always tell my daughter I'm sharing my location where I'm at in case twist an ankle or fall off a bluff or a cougar eats me. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Bear, we got bears and cougars out here. Don't think that I haven't thought about getting some bear spray because a 20 team ain't going to do jack squat nope. to a bear.
3: It's not. you ever seen a cougar out here?
1: <clears throat> I personally have not. Ran over a bobcat with my ForeRunner though. <laughs> Called the conservation agent, got to keep it. Did you really. Yep. Did you get it?
3: Did you get it mounted or anything?
1: I have it all packed up. Believe me, it's going to be part of this whole getup when I'm done. If you don't want to see dead animals, don't come to the ridge. Don't come to the ridge. We talked a little bit about prep, but how do you like to
3: cook them? Is it are you, you're breading them? You talk panko, like breadcrumbs and stuff like yes. that. What are the other
1: ways? Like, what are all the okay, different ways? Okay, so to a lot of people just use flour. Blech. A lot of people use a mix of crackers and cornmeal or panko. I prefer the panko myself with a little bit of flour and frying them in some grease and getting it done. Some people like the the deep fryer. Shoot. But uh, I like to personally, I like to have the stuffed mushrooms. I like to just put them in garlic and butter. And saute them. Now they do shrink up. But God, guys, that's why they're $50 a pound because they're so good.
3: Mm. Let's talk equipment real quick. Like, what do you need to go on a hunt? You talked a little bit about a mesh bag, but like chaps. camo, backpack. Camo.
1: So a lot of people, when they get ready to go mushroom hunting, they just get out of their car and go. But it's it's nice to be prepared so that you can harvest them. And uh, so, you know, an onion bag or cheese, cloth bag. I use my Peruvian woven jungle bags, you know, that's, special like that. That's high society. But you're the queen. Yeah. You are the queen. So I've had sense. those since 1995 when I went over there to the jungle. Man. Yeah. You got those bags and then you got your snake chaps and you want to wear good um, hiking boots, you know. So that's important, you know, um... I wear, I go to Salvation Army or Goodwill and I buy me camo pants. You need your bag Mm -hmm. and you need your fingers. Yeah. Pinch them puppies down by the base. Don't put any dirt in there. Cover them up with a rock or some leaves. Sit down, look for some more. Well, I don't know. You want tick spray.
3: Yeah. I (laughs) I sit down
1: in the woods. I like to earth. I like to get barefooted and be one with nature. You, You connect. Yeah, especially when you get in a big patch like that. Man, I was laying down on the ground when I found that big, massive mammoth mushroom in 2016. My grandma, she led me up there. I told you, boy, she was in the back of my mind. Said, Melissa, get your ass up there and check that tree. Check it out. There's a mushroom up there. I looked under there. I'll have to share it again. Come April 20th, it's on my Facebook. I got my phone underneath there, and it. So that was up that, in a tree. No, it was up underneath a huge sycamore uh, tree. Oh. I was like, and you there climbed was all these tree. briars and brambles underneath, you know, right? Yeah. And all these big sycamore leaves underneath there, and here's this one big mushroom coming up, up out of the ground, and I was like, it was laid over, you know, but I'm like, holy crap. Holy crap! Yeah. And I start getting my way in. I was like ripped open like I am right there, you know, because get out in the briars, that's what happens. That's why you want to wear thick army pants. Yep. Right? And some chaps. And chaps. Um, your arms are going to get torn up, though, because yeah. it gets hot and I don't care. I don't, I don't mind having I've got lost cars. But yeah, that mushroom was just laying there. I'm like, holy bud, be- Jesus. Mm-hmm.
3: You showed us the picture. This mushroom is like the <sighs> size of a baby. Yeah. It's huge. Steminal. And that's obviously, that's that's really rare. How big how bigger they normally?
1: It was April 20th, you know, and it was the end of the season. And that thing had laid there and it had gotten, it was one of the giants. It just laid there and got bigger and bigger and bigger. And everything was just perfect. If conditions are right, they get big. The average size.
4: Y'all are what's, getting me What's like the
0: average size?
1: Fever and addiction now. Just talking. About sorry. It. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't have to. Now that they've started popping and we're talking about it and I'm reliving it, it's like, dude, you can't sleep. Seriously. Yeah, there's nothing else that's going to get me up out of bed that early. I'm just glad my grandson's almost five so he can go with me. I need to make him his own chaps, like out of a two-liter pop bottle. Cut them puppies out. Punch a little hole punch in him. Get me some shoestrings. He's snake-proof. Yeah. I haven't told his mommy yet, but he's going to do a lot more hunting with me. I'm going to have to probably take the tablet out there and take breaks, you know. <laughs> grandma, my legs hurt. just have to take him to the easy patches. But once I get him in there and get him picking, he'll be addicted, too, and he'll put the tablet away and, you know, all that good stuff they talk about. Yeah. Get your kids out in nature. Get them away from electronics. Yeah. Oh, it's the best way to grow up. Oh.
3: (laughs) Once you find one, is it a good idea to kind of stick and stay in that area? Because there's where you find one, there's probably more.
1: Oh, yeah. The leaves are going to be starting to come on. Depends on if it's the leaves are on. Watch (laughs) for the bare spots. Okay. Later on in the season, they're going to be up underneath the like the cedar trees. Like I have a bunch of sycamores. (laughs) Wait, bare spots on what? Bare spots where the sun's hitting the ground. Okay. Yeah. Scan up. You may need to go down. If you're seeing some down here and it's on down, you may have missed some. So go down, go down, look up, keep an eye on where you've been, make make note, a mental note, because you remember, you're in addiction mode.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're zoned in.
1: You're zoned. Don't go too fast. <laughs> yeah. Make a mental note if you go to pick this one. You may have to go back to this spot because you may have seen one over there, but you get up to that spot you can't see it. So, you may have to go back where you originally were and say, okay, that's where I was. Where is it? If you see several one time, you're just going to have to trip the hell out <laughs> and take your time. Because it's what's going to happen. You're going to be, oh, my God. Like that one honey hole I have. I have, I have oh, I'll walk in there. I'll come back in three or four days. And they'll be, a, <gasps> oh, I'll be like, oh, my
3: God. And they're just, they're everywhere. It's like a thrush.
1: It's like a thrush. <laughs> Thresh of mushrooms.
3: It's like, it's just once once you see a good patch and they're all sticking up, you just get like overcome with adrenaline and you're just like, you go crazy. Yeah, you got
1: to sit down and take a deep breath sometimes.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna right go find some the mushrooms right there in the woods whatever this feeling that that she has is I want to chase it I know I want <laughs> to feel that is, I, feel I gotta it. feel it you yeah.
1: can do that when you pay to come stay here and sit in the hot tub and have mushrooms bring your wives
3: there you go um but it's a it's a great place out here and, and just want to say thank you so much for having us out here and, and letting us Dude. hear hear from you and just talking about mushrooms and, and everything you do. This podcast is hosted by Kyle V and Kyle Plunkett and produced by Daniel Matthews. For guest recommendations, episode ideas, and general questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or email us at theozarkpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, we love making this show and being able to offer this podcast to you all for free. But if you're listening and you want to support the Ozark Podcast to allow us to travel even further and meet more interesting people, Head over to our Patreon and sign up to join our most loyal listeners. Let me tell you, these folks are 100% certified Ozarkans. And of course, we can't forget to thank our good buddy JD Clayton for providing the amazing music for today's episode. Check out his website to see where he's touring next at jdclaytonofficial.com. Now, sit back and enjoy his song, American Millionaire.